cost to doing the work and there's a cost to staying the same. You have to decide which price you value. of the She Blooms podcast. Guys, it has been a long time coming and here we are in our very first episode. And I'm so, so, so excited to just be joining with you guys on this as you just tune in. And I am just really looking forward to just sharing more of myself with you guys in this space. Um, especially if you have been following me for a while. I have been very vocal about my journey, but I am just excited that I get to share more of that with you all. I get to share this space with other people who I have just really connected in terms of their story. But on top of that, just really figuring out on top of everything else, like how do we move forward? Like how do we grow? How do we truly bloom? And yeah i am just ready to get into this um if you do not know me i am a mother uh, a divorced mother of two beautiful human beings who are just the world completely polar opposites but we we manage their personalities as best as we can um it has been just such a blessing to have them just a part of this journey as well um, in healing, right? Like I feel like I have learned more about myself and being their parent than I ever did in my entire life. And um, aside from God, right? Like they truly are a testament to the work that I've done, the reason why I continue to push through and really embark on this journey. Um, at the end of the day, like I want my children to know one that like they are nurtured, they're cared for, that um, the value that is placed on their life and the relationship that I have with them has always been on the forefront of my entire being um, since, you know, nine years, my oldest is nine. So that has been um, just a little bit of me for them. Anyway, so what do I do? Aside from content creating and writing, I also do counseling. Um, I have transitioned from doing social work, which um, I have been doing for the last six years, which has been very rewarding, but I think there was just an element of me needing more, wanting more, really ready to like get my feet wet in different directions. But on top of that, um, just figuring out a way how I can be present. I think one of my biggest things as a mother that I really wanted to do um, before I was a stay-at-home mom um, and then obviously you know after the separation there had been an element of like how do I flex my schedule around to still suit the needs of my children so I am very much present and I think I am blessed and grateful for the opportunity that God has push, positioned me in to be able to be present with my kids, um, still be in their life where they are not necessarily going to daycare after school or whatever the case might be. And there's nothing wrong with that. That is just not something that I wanted, um, especially because I have been such a vital aspect in their life and I had been so present. I didn't want the shock, not to mention 
evening time is super 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 important to me um, and because they're in school for six hours a day already um, the last thing I really wanted to do was to be like okay we're rushing home we're eating dinner it's straight to bed it's like no that time that we get to spend and continue to cultivate and build that relationship with each other is just as vital and it has always been important to me so that is just kind of where I am at in my journey but anyways so I have had a recent birthday and um, every year I have a new word for myself um, because I feel like that is my start of the year. I know people make um, New Year's resolutions or they do a new word at the beginning of the year but I chose to do it on my birthday because I felt like that is the beginning of a new era and I am stunned that I do not have a word yet. It is five days in and I'm like, what word am I going to use? What am I gonna do? Um, and I trust, right? It's going to come to me just like every other, you know, word has come to me, um, just based off of what I've experienced, but also where God is like positioning me and putting me. Um, and yeah, so it was just a shock that I don't have a word yet, especially coming off of last year. Last year was just such a high of, and such power in the word. So last year my word was wisdom. And as I continue to talk more about my story, the reason why that was so important because um, I just learned so much, right? Like there has just been a flux of information that I have learned over the past few years about myself, about relationships and um, wisdom was the first word that came up. and. I was perplexed for a minute because I'm like wisdom wisdom what does that mean what does that mean right typically it has it has a tie to something um, and I'm like wisdom 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 and then I think it was like two days before my birthday and if you guys follow me on Instagram I am all about like just singing in the car obnoxious like that is just my time like my car time is just like literally my sanctuary it's like the way that i distress like going into the work and going in and out of work <laughs> like that is just my time to just kind of reflect to just ground myself and so that time is very very important so i am driving into work and all of a sudden like god like brought the scripture of like he grew in stature and wisdom with man and so why that is important is because essentially Jesus the last time that he was seen or heard of essentially was when he was 12 and he reappeared when he was 30 years old and um, I turned 30 last year so this year I turned 31 I am aging beautifully wonderfully we are we are just doing the things we are aging backwards and just <laughs> getting our lives together in the process um, but I remember like that scripture coming to my head and I like never, I know y'all super Christians are about to judge me, but like <laughs> I like, I typically don't know like, oh yeah, that that's that scripture unless it's like one of my favorite scriptures. Um, and so it just came to my head and I was like, okay, like let me Google this. And so I Googled it and I just, was bawling crying and again something I talk about often is like I'm very sensitive to the Holy Spirit and y'all be smiling and stuff during praise and worship 
Meanwhile, I be ugly crying. Like, I am not a pretty crier. Like, people who have pretty criers, like, I really am envious <laughs> of you guys. Like, I am not a pretty crier by all means. Like, I'm just like dripping snot, like, profusely. Like, I can't even wear makeup to church because, like, it just. I know I'm about to come out of there looking an emotional wreck. And so I'm in my car, the scripture comes in and I'm literally crying and um, it continued, right? Like that whole process continued. Um, I was originally supposed to go out of the country for my birthday and I decided not to last minute, but Phoenix is one of my favorite places. Like I absolutely love Arizona. Every time I go to Arizona, like I just feel like my spirit is so, so grounded. And so last minute I booked a flight to Phoenix by myself. And um, I had this experience with God on the mountain where one, I was, you know, hiking. Um, I knew I was gonna wake up early in the morning and I was gonna go for a hike. So I went hiking and I remember just going up the, like the trail and I'm like oh, I cannot do this I do not have the endurance for this I'm by no means like a runner anything like and I'm struggling and I kept wanting to quit I kept wanting to quit and um you know God was just like speaking to me going up the mountain and really explaining the basis of wisdom and like what that meant to me and how that applied to my life um I went through a very, very, very ugly divorce, like <laughs> very, very ugly divorce. Not only um, was the divorce ugly, it was just the way in which things were done. Like my ex tried to keep the kids away from me. Um, it was just very, it was just very toxic. And on top of that, I was just, I had to stay quiet throughout the entire process because I was already painted as the angry black woman and i remember they just like just saying all of this stuff like just bringing up things like from my past from my childhood um into play in this and during the process of the divorce and you know anytime i would advocate for myself or advocate for my kids like i was reactive and so i remember through that process like god bringing me to you know like leading up to like Jesus's cru crucifixion and <clears throat> leading up to Jesus's cru crucifixion. And, um, you know, it was just like relatable in this sense of like, I just had to be quiet and just go through the blows and just know at the end of the day, like God had the final say, like God had the say so. And so it was, you know, one thing that stood out to me, like going up the mountain, aside from two other things, which I'll talk about was um he was just like god was like even the prey can become predators and not in a sense of like i was going to like all of a sudden become a predator it was more so in a sense of like there's a time to be quiet and there's a time to act and you have learned that you have learned like when to stand up for yourself when to stand up for right, what's right and when to be quiet take it all in and just allow yourself to go through that experience like to go through an experience is is 
the like the most humblest thing that you can do i think so often we try to rush ourselves out of pain we try to rush ourselves out of anger we try to rush ourselves out of depression and realizing that like sometimes the lesson in just being and sitting in that is more powerful than the actual journey because as you sit in that you will always propel yourself in a different direction and so that was that was just essentially you know what he was like explaining to me and he just kept talking and every time i would get off like every time I would try to give up and every time I'd be like, I'm tired. Um, he'd be like, learn how to rest, not quit. Learn how to rest, not quit. Learn how to rest, not quit. I am pigeon toed. And the way I trip over my feet often, I rolled my ankle three times going up at that hill. And I'm like, it's quit time. Like it's time to quit now. Like we're done resting because I'm limping and <laughs> like, this is not fun anymore. And two people it's like there was tons of people on this hike two people spoke to me and one of them she was like you know sometimes you just have to rest sometimes you just have to sit up sit down and take a break um and just know that like eventually you're gonna push through you just have to just rest for a while and so i'm like okay okay and then, you know, whatever, I keep going up the hill, keep going up the hill. And I am so close to the top. And I'm like, I can't do this. Like the last bit is literally climbing up rocks to get to the top of the mountain. And I'm like, there is no way I can do this. Like my ankle is swollen at this point. Like I am not going to be able to get to the top of the hill. And there was this lady who was just like, it's so beautiful once you get up there like you you don't you don't even understand she's like it is so beautiful once you get up there and like as she said it like my body literally just like had like chills like but not in chills like oh this is creepy it was like just like the peace like of knowing that there was more waiting for me at the top of the mountain and i remember being like okay I'm just gonna sit here for a second and then I climbed to the top of the mountain and I remember sitting on the top and like finally making it and God was like on this rock I'm gonna build my church and you know I have been sick over the last <clears throat> few weeks and in the process of being sick like I said I was gonna record this video so long but like my voice is already breaking um, because I have been losing my voice. And one thing that God said to me like two weeks ago in the process, he was just like, there has been, there has been an attack on your voice. Oh my God, I'm literally getting chills. What the heck? There has been an attack on your voice. And you know, so often we minimize ourselves or we, go back into a, our shell of ourselves because we're afraid or we feel that we can't do anything and we are so subjected to our flesh that we we literally can't move and we can't speak and that has been the basis of my entire life right like from you know growing up in a physically abusive home with a like drug addicted dad from being in the toxic marriage like i felt like i didn't have any autonomy over my voice it was like every experience 
including the divorce, had been a way to shut me up and keep me quiet. And, you know, we have to stand up for ourselves as as survivors, like not even victims. Like I don't play that game. Like that's not something that I ever wanted to do. But as somebody who has overcome traumas, as someone who has overcome abuse, like there is power in your words. And I don't know who that is for, but there is power in the way in which you speak and the way in which you speak about yourself and way you speak over your life, your children, there is power in that. And if we can be in control of the stuff that we speak, all, all that's left is for us to grow and to bloom into who God has called us and created us to be. That is a whole tangent into, into something else, which we weren't actually like getting into, but I think it is just so powerful. Um, and like I said, I am, I'm just waiting, right? Like I'm just waiting for this word to come because I know that there is power in the direction of of what is spoken about you. And I, I remember being like wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. And I think the basis of my entire year leading up to now has been a demonstration of wisdom, has been a demonstration of being true to the growth that I've done, to to essentially allowing God to clear, like literally clear my life, cleanse me more specifically, and just continuing to trust him through that process. Like that that's wisdom. When you are malleable, when you allow God to work through you and to um to train you and to really like prune you, like that that is wisdom because what he's doing is clearing out everything so then that way all that you can see is him and it has just just been such a beautiful year in that and very painful too because i think there were a lot of things that i clung to that i didn't even realize that i was clinging to like i didn't even realize how often i continue to allow other things to still stick to me from the place in which I had grown. And so I think I genuinely needed that. I think, um, you know, I said this thing before of like, be who you post to be. <laughs> and um, the basis of that is that I think so often in this glamorized view of social media and people highlighting their life, it's easy it's easy for us to not be authentic and stand in our truth because no one can see what happens like outside of those squares. Like no one can see the real life. And I think God was continuing continuing to test me in that of like, who are you on your platform? Are you, Does that mirror in your real life? And I had to analyze and really decide like, am I being true to the message or am I doing the message for show? And, you know, I have gone through all of these like ego deaths and stripping and like bases of identity, like specifically twice, right? Like at this point in my life, I have gone through two identity crises. The first one was when I left the porn industry and in that, process one I decided not decided I 
I became somebody that I didn't want to be. Like, I didn't want to be that person anymore. Like, I remember specifically looking in the mirror one day and my eyes were black. Like, I have more of a honey colored eye color and I remember looking in the mirror and there was just no soul. My eyes were black and at this point in time, I was constantly contemplating like, how am I gonna kill myself? How am I gonna kill myself? Like, nope, that's too hard. Nope, 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 nope. And me looking at myself was the perfect reminder that I had become what I hated. Like I had become my dad, like at this point I was like using drugs and stuff like that. Like I was, I was literally falling into a pit in order to avoid the person that I actually was presently. Like the only way that I can numb myself through that is to continue to like abuse and use myself in such a way that was like derogatory. And I just remember running. Like I remember being like, I can't do this anymore and running away. And the second time was upon my separation. Like I had been a stay at home mom. So my focus was being a mom. My focus was being a wife. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I also lost myself in the process. Like, and who knows, maybe I actually didn't really know myself because like I jumped from one extreme of doing porn. All of a sudden I married with a kid and then another kid. And I didn't. I didn't get the framework or the opportunity to really decide who Stacy was. Like, who was I outside of everything else? And the only difference between me leaving the porn industry and like leaving my marriage was that I didn't run this time. Like, I had to stare that person dead in the face and figure out who she was. Like, I had to ask myself the hard questions. I had to press into God and really figure out like who I was because there was still wounds that were open and they were bleeding in every area of my life. No matter how bad I tried to run from the truth, like the reality is that it bled into my life. It bled into my marriage. It bled into my work. Even though I was present and I was great at what I did, there was still an element where I was covering who I truly was. I was covering the fact that I felt wounded. I was just going through the motions and I knew that the only way that I can actually grow was to stop going through the motions. And I had to confront myself finally all the demons, all of the insecurities, all of the self-doubt, feeling like I'm not enough, feeling like I'm not worthy, and really spend time alone. I always tell some of my girls that I used to work with is that there is power in solitude. Power in solitude. And I think we are so we are so conditioned for stimulation that we will accept any stimulation apart from being alone, apart from sitting in our silence, apart from just spending time with ourselves. It's almost like a threat if you do something by yourself or you do something alone. And 
once I actually finally literally had everything removed from me, like that's when the work started doing like that's when the work started coming and I thought I was doing the work before like I thought I was trying to I thought I found myself before but it was nothing like this time because I this time I tapped into who God said I was and once I tapped into who God said I was like there was no coming back from that like there was no there was no way for me to look at myself any differently than him seeing me as perfect him seeing me as my daughter and I had to accept that truth despite not feeling loved because I think for so long I was like why am I deserving of love like I came from this broken home like I came from I have a failed marriage like I'm struggling out here being a single mom and I like I cursed God at one point like and I'm still so angry and he's just like but you're my daughter and you're perfect and I see you as perfect once you realize that like some relationships are a mirror of your wounds rather than a mirror of what God says about you it's easier for you to release like we can't pick and choose who we are or who we become, but we can pick and choose what we cling to. And all I wanted to do was cling to truth. Like, I don't wanna to cling to relationships anymore. Like, yes, I value community. I talk about the value of community, but if we are so desperate for connection, then we are willing to accept any and everything in order to be accepted. And I knew that that was my truth. Like I knew that I would tolerate disrespect to betrayal over and over again, just because of the kindness of my heart, because I like to see, you know, people in positive way. Like I genuinely don't believe there's anything wrong with seeing the good in people. Like I think that's who God is, but you also have to be faced with the reality is the reality of this person now not the potential not the good in them the reality of them now is this conducive to the person that i am becoming and if it is not conducive to the person i am becoming how do i safely exit this relationship where i continue to bestow love upon them but i am also removing myself as a way to prevent myself from being injured in the process and we are responsible for doing that reflection constantly as we are growing as we are coming back into ourselves your identity should be tied into the person that you are becoming which is more of yourself before the wounds before the trauma before the betrayals your relationships should be a reflection of that rather than a reflection of your past and as you continue to identify with your future, your past should be detestable to you. Like it should no longer look entertaining. Like there genuinely is like a transition and a shift that happens when you are really doing the work. <laughs>